Welcome to the Fit Minute Podcast, where we talk about fitness for real people. Today, my guest is Chris Zahn. She is the owner and operator of Pilates Tempe. She's a certified Pilates instructor by the PMA, and she's also a former decorated pro bowler. So we'll talk about how she got into Pilates, how Pilates helped her, how she's seen some amazing things with Pilates, and yeah, we'll get right into all that stuff, and it's real interesting. So enjoy. I don't know. I'm super nervous. You're with in you. charge of this. I know. This is your deal. I know. I'm the one that's supposed to be nervous because I have no clue what you're going to ask me. I don't know what I'm going to ask you either. Oh, oh God, that's even better. I have no idea. <laughs> I wrote down a bunch of questions. I have no clue what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> well, where's your questions? <laughs> yeah, see, I wrote them down. And left them home. And left them at home. So we're just going to wing it okay. is what we're going to do. We're just going to talk and have conversation, and that's going to be how it is. Okay. So, Chris, welcome to my show. Gabby, thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure. I really am so excited to have you on because, I don't know, I always enjoy talking to you. And I always get stuck talking to you for like an hour. (laughs) Like, I want to leave. I'm like, I've got to go. But then we just chit-chat and talk forever and ever and ever. It's because great minds think alike. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you, so I want to talk a little bit about your history with bowling and your bowling center and... You know, how you got into bowling, all of your amazing stuff you did with that. So tell me all about it. All about it. Well, it started when my mother and dad met in a bowling center. That's right. Quite frankly. (laughs) He wrecked a brand new pair of bowling shoes getting a date with her, and the rest was history. Four kids later, my father was a phenomenal bowler. My mother was a great basketball player in the late 1940s and early 50s. So I come from a very sports-oriented and very talented background. So I was lucky that I got the athletic ability from both of my parents. Yeah. I started bowling when I was about seven and bowled all through high school, was on varsity. Uh, That was well before Title IX started, so I wasn't able to bowl in college. Mm -hmm. But I went on to the Pro Tour instead, and I... uh, I had a great time. I was very blessed that I've been all over the world. I've met millions of different people and had such a good time. So I'm a terrible bowler. If you have a good time, that's all that's worth. I break a nail every single time, and I get really frustrated about the fourth frame in, and then I don't want to play anymore. Then you probably need another beer. Because when you're bowling for recreation, it or should be fun. Or maybe I've had too many beers. Oh, never too many beers. Oh, <laughs> not, okay. not in bowling. <laughs> <laughs> so you went on tour. You were a pro bowler. You did all of that. Then you opened up your own bowling center. And how long did you own that for? Well, I married into the bowling center. Okay. My husband, uh, Wayne Zahn, was a professional player in his own right. Very well known. Very well respected. Many-time bowler of the year. And had this center here in Tempe, Arizona, and we met obviously out on the pro tour, Mm -hmm. and the rest of that was history, and I married in 79 and moved down here, and we ran the bowling center together, and unfortunately, it just quite didn't work out for Wayne and I, and we're very amicably divorced, and we still enjoy each other's company. Uh, The bowling center had been there since 1968, and we kept it until 1999, 2000, when the- real long time 
then the redevelopment of Apache Boulevard began to occur. Right. And we... So different now. So different now. We There was no place for the bowling center on Apache Boulevard. So as of August of this past year, it was torn down and some other things are going to be built there now. Yeah. I wouldn't think... I know, I mean, call me my naive, but... I didn't think that like there would even be a market for a bowling center in the first place. I I, I had no idea that bowling was so big. I mean, you see it on like ESPN and stuff, but I didn't realize that there was <laughs> like a whole bowling. Well, I don't know. Maybe that. bowling is actually the biggest participatory sport in the world, second to fishing. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's even bigger in other countries than it is here in the United States. At one point, our peak number of league bowlers was over 15 million in the country. That's since changed a lot over the last 20 years with the advent of recreational bowling, more glow-in-the-dark. Society's changed. More people aren't joining leagues anymore, so they're just going out to have fun. So bowling has changed quite a bit, but way back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, it was the place to be. It I was had no idea. It's kind of like the um, country club of the blue-collar worker. Okay. That's the way I used to look at my bowling center. Um, people enjoy n- you knowing their own name and greeting them when they come into the bowling center and knowing their family, things like that. Yeah. And that's basically what bowling was all about. People would find bowling centers before they'd find new homes when they moved to a city. Like community. Yes, very much community. Yes, Hmm. very much the same way as like Rotary, the Lions Clubs, things like that. And it kept people together. Hmm. And because we've become so transient now and we don't spend very much time in one place, bowling's character has definitely changed. Yeah. Well, you quit bowling. How long has it been now since you've... Well, bowling all together, a little over 10 years. When I first uh, began running the Pilates studio, that took more time than I had to do anything else. So I gave up everything that I was doing as far as recreation was concerned. But I retired probably about 96, 97, and then went on to be the national director of high school bowling. That's so right. I didn't completely quit bowling. I did... Uh, I no longer participated on tour, but I was still in the bowling industry through till about 2005, 2006. Hmm. So what got you, what I really wanted to talk about with you today was Pilates. Um, I just got my Pilates certification recently. And after, we're so proud of after you because you pushing you and pushing and pushing <laughs> me and harassing me. I finally did it. Thank you. Uh, but you've been teaching Pilates now for 10 over 10 years? Yes, almost 11 years. And what got you into that in the first place? I was very fortunate back in the 1990s to win a week at Canyon Ranch down in Tucson. And while I was there, I was introduced to this new modality called Pilates. It was so different than anything I'd ever done because as a professional bowler, I spent my life in the gym with trainers doing what normal athletes do to stay in shape. Uh, When I first saw Pilates and first felt Pilates, I thought I had died and gone to heaven. (laughs) Uh, It's stretching and it's strengthening all at the same time. Mm -hmm. I so fell in love with Pilates. I was talking with the people at Canyon Ranch, and they were going to help me set up a Pilates studio up here in Tempe. And came home and all excited about it, uh, looking forward to doing this. And that's when my husband and I decided to part ways, and I 
started running the bowling center by myself. Mm -hmm. So there was no ability to push forward with the Pilates studio. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to about 2006, I found this Pilates studio down in Tempe, and I thought, I'm going to try it again. So I did, and I really enjoyed being there, and I was there for about a year, and the owner decided to walk away and leave everything. And I thought, I can do this. (laughs) Having run a bowling I center. I can do this. I can I do own this. a business. No big deal. No. <laughs> sure, I don't know anything about teaching Pilates, oh but <laughs> I was a bowling teacher. I have my my uh, degree in teaching. Yeah, so what's the difference? What the heck? So I made all the right moves, and within less than 48 hours, the studio was mine. So I came by it very, very fortunately and Lucky. from there we right time at yep, the right place right time at the well it depends right that was february right time. it was february I mean. of 2008 and if you remember what happened I in do. september yep. of 2008 mm-hmm. um, it was a tough road to hoe for a little while so i have to say how proud of everybody at my studio i am for sticking with us sticking with me uh putting all the hours in that it took to keep that place operating yeah. and here we are so what would, 11 you say, years. Uh, what would you say, like, the biggest benefit to you that Pilates has had? The biggest benefit to me is stretching and strengthening all at the same time. Pilates works you in many different ways, many, many more than you do when you go into a gym. Right. And because you can get both your strengthening and your stretching all in the same workout, that cuts your time in half. And it's very low impact. Very low Mm -hmm. impact, especially for bad knees, bad shoulders, bad hips, things like that. Tight spine. Mm -hmm. Well, the funny thing about it is most people that come to the studio, and you know this, they say, oh, if I had known you could do this exercise laying on your back for so much, I'd be here a long time ago. (laughs) It's just not um, as strenuous in the same way as machines and lifting weights are right but it's still very challenging it's still going to give you a great workout and it's going to change your body it's going to make you more flexible Mm -hmm. and it's going to definitely make you much stronger well i was a client of yours for i don't know what three years at least yes Uh uh-huh about three years and i remember there was a time a short period of time like a few months that i could not make it into the pilates studio and i went to my boyfriend just i broke down in tears because i was in pain i was not i didn't have time or the money to work out i was just like i can't do this i need my pilates (laughs) i didn't know that he's like uh okay you can go take pilates it's fine i'm like i know but i just i feel bad and he's like look you know you have to do what's best for you mentally physically you know if this is what you need this is what you need and then shortly after that was when you strong-armed me into getting certified. <laughs> I don't know about strong-arm. <laughs> you made the comment that you were always interested in it, so I, I just was. En- en- encouraged you strongly. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, you really just said you should do this. We should really do it. And so I, I did. I decided to take the leap, and I honestly could not be more grateful because it's such a great modality, especially in addition to what I already do. Mm-hmm. So as a personal trainer you do have that high impact you do have that you know heavy weights and then with stretch therapy i do the flexibility but those are two very separate things that add to the pilates which is why 
you know, I love it so much, but it's done wonders for me personally. You know, my back, my spine is very tight. I've got a lot of low back pain. Um, you know, I have some shoulder issues with my rotator cuff and just all of it adds together to make me feel better to be able to do the other things that I do. Well, I hear that a lot of times from the clients if they miss a week because they've gone on vacation or two weeks or something like that. Oh, my heavens, I'm so glad to get back. My back hurts so much. It's because we're not accustomed to stretching as part of our daily routine. Right. And you know, you know, as a former athlete that like traditionally stretching, it was just a static stretch. You Mm -hmm. did like a series of like six stretches where, you know, the arm across the chest, the arm over the shoulder, the calf stretch, the quad stretch, you know whatever the other ones were I can't hamstring stretch whatever but you just did those five stretches it was like a five minute thing before you work out and then that's it but Pilates is just so different because you're really incorporating all of those different things to it it's a modality that is great for every body two separate words not Mm -hmm. everybody every body body you can take a young child who is getting involved in sports you can take a teenager who's already up to their years in junior varsity or varsity Mm -hmm. the weekend warrior the golfer the skier the stay-at-home mom who only has an opportunity to run around about the kids right Uh, anybody and everybody senior citizens people that have outgrown the very strenuous things that you're accustomed to putting your clients through right those people can segue into the pilates modality and still retain everything that you built for them while continuing to get the exercise get the stretch get the resistance training take care of the bones Mm -hmm. take care of the spine yeah all at the same time i love it it's awesome to actually hear your history and how you've gone through all of the how you kind of just fell into this because I I work for you with you and it's such a great environment because just the Pilates environment is so different than like a normal gym setting you know well it's because we're a smaller boutique type of a studio we have six seven clients to a class we don't have very many more than that except in maybe the bar class or a TRX class. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the, the Pilates modality, you're in a small environment where the teacher can watch over you really closely to make sure that you're doing everything correctly and properly so that you get the best benefit for the movement that you're, you're making and the time that you're putting into your workout. Right. And I feel like that's important too because with Pilates, it's you really need to be careful because you're using this piece of equipment that can be very dangerous. It certainly can be. There's so many different types of apparatus with Pilates. Most people think of Pilates as a mat program that you do on the floor. Yes, which neither of us are the biggest fans of. But it is important to it is important to have that foundation of mat Pilates. But I think Matt Pilates helps you find your core better and connects to your core, Mm -hmm. but it is a little bit more difficult to begin with rather than starting out on the apparatus called the reformer. Right. I think the reformer is, it's easier to learn maybe body awareness. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because when you're on the floor, when you're doing Matt Pilates, people have a hard time finding and engaging their core. Um, Well, and like lifting your legs or... 
pressing up into a bridge, all of those, none of it is supported, but with the reformer, you're supported. Yes, that is the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. The apparatus, the reformer itself, and I always have to make the disclaimer that I am a reformer snob. <laughs> I think it is the best piece of equipment out there to work on because of the fact that you are supported, mm -hmm. that you have this a little bit extra assistance in the form of the resistance spring load that you use. You can stretch better. You can maintain your positions better. You mentioned keeping your legs in, in place. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who come to us, as you're very much aware, don't have the core strength to keep their knees in what we call a tabletop or uh, an extended diagonal. Right. Right. Well, that's because they don't have the strength in their core. Right. If you're using a set of foot straps, you have a little support and you can work the core so that you build that strength and ultimately you will have the strength to hold your legs in that position. Yeah. Um, tell me a story of like a specific client of yours that you saw like, amazing results of or, or one that sticks out in your mind that is really inspirational to you or, or some, you know, I don't know, something crazy, something you fun. You mean to tell me I have to pick one? You can pick a couple. I have so many stories like that that we would be here for the rest of the week right, talking I've about got, this. I've so got I'll pick about 15 minutes. Okay, so, so I'll pick two. <laughs> I'll pick two. I have a, uh, a memory of a, of a lady that began in my fundamentals program. Uh, it was a special program I created for people who wanted to learn Pilates. It's a series of five mm -hmm. where you are slowly and systematically taken through the system so that you learn a little bit about everything and then you feel more comfortable jumping into say a Pilates uh, class or a session mm -hmm. with other people um, she had taken my program uh, five weeks then she joined and did two two times a week for a month and then she went up to three times a week for a month and then she jumped to four times five times a week and within less than a six-month period the surgery that was scheduled for her back was canceled because she was able to decompress her spine to the point where her discs were able to move back in between the vertebrae where they belonged and were no longer pressing on nerves, creating the, the, the pain, pain of sciatica or other things that can happen yeah. when your back gets compressed like that. So I, I was blessed to be teaching the class when she announced that she was not having the surgery. And things like that just bring goosebumps to my body oh, because sure. when you hear that you've helped a person like that it's amazing I had another one a fellow was a semi-professional athlete he played hockey and he had hurt himself had a surgery and when he got to the studio when he bent over at the waist as far as he could take his fingertips was his knees yeah he couldn't get very much further than that and after three months of doing Pilates on a one-on-one basis private sessions with me for three months three times a week the man was touching his fingertips on the floor that's so those are stories and we could be here all day with them I yeah. mean there's just so many stories like that um, I was gifted with a beautiful book a couple of weeks ago by one of our clients it's a book on muscles and ligaments and tendons because everybody knows I like to read this kind of stuff in my off time and it's great for us to have it around the studio as well as reference material when mm -hmm. any one of us teachers need to take a look at something and get some more ideas right. and the note that went with it said um, it's been two years since I've been doing Pilates here and I have a completely different body thank you very much Aww. so 
pain goes away, body stands straighter, people are taller, they don't have back pain, their knee pains go away because they're stretched out more. It's just a marvelous thing to be able to do for people. Yeah, I've seen some pretty pretty amazing things just in the short period that I've been teaching Pilates. Tell me to, one. Oh, uh, I, oh, see, now you put me on the spot. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> uh, um, I think just the same thing, you know, sciatic pain. Um, I, I don't know if it's the same client, but I know that there was another client that had um, – a back surgery scheduled. I don't think it was the no, same one. No, it is one. not the same one. Uh, but she told me the same thing. She said, I did not want to go through surgery. I came here, and she said literally in two months, she felt like a whole new person. Well, there's a saying in the Pilates world, and it was started by Joseph Pilates himself. Ten sessions of Pilates, you feel different. Twenty sessions of Pilates, you look different. And thirty sessions, you have a completely different body. Yeah. And I, you know, I have a personal client who... She had an old injury. Um, she actually hurt herself doing uh, spin class. She was spinning and got her foot was stuck. Obviously, you're like latched into the machine, into the spin bike. And it uh, hyperextended her knee in the opposite direction. So it hurt her knee. Well, that injury healed, but then it caused a whole series of other injuries and really uh, Pilates is the only thing that's actually gotten her to not be in pain all the time. She does still walk, you know, kind of with a, a limp and has a little bit of pain here and there. But the difference in the time that I've been working with her to now is, I mean, it's a total 180 because she could hardly walk. She couldn't stand, you know, now she'll walk across the street and down to wherever they're going, she might have to sit once, whereas she would have to sit and stop every 10 feet. So just things like that that you 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 take for granted. You take for granted walking down the street mm -hmm. and don't think, you know, well, what's the big deal? Pilates, who cares? But <laughs> Pilates has not been the most popular type of modality because there's a little bit of a mystique around it. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes people, and rightly so in the past, are concerned that Pilates is way too expensive and out of their price range. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not happening as much anymore. It might be a little bit more expensive than going to the gym because you're getting personal one-on-one -on -one work. Right. Um, even if you're in a six-person class, you're still getting a lot of personal work. And when you compare the small amount of monthly investment that you have to keep your body, to get your body, then keep your body in great condition so you don't have these problems. Yeah. It's and that a, you don't have to have surgery and that you don't have to spend all this money on, you know, health care and mm -hmm. medical bills and all of that in the future. I talk about that a lot on the show just because we don't tend to think of things in a preventative measure. We tend to think of things as right now it's not important and I can't afford it, but down the road, can you afford it? I mean, can you afford thousands and thousands of dollars in medical bills down the road, or can you afford a small amount now to take care of yourself? Right. You can make a small investment of less than $1,500 a year to attend a Pilates class twice a week, get your stretching, Get your strengthening, keep your bones strong, keep your muscles strong. And by the time you're in your mid-80s, 
you don't look any different than when you were in your 60s. Yeah. And don't feel different because you're working yourself out. Well, and also, you know, the thing about Pilates that's different to me is that you're correcting a lot of things that you do daily, you know, forward rounded shoulders, um, like the spine curvatures, sitting, all the things that you're doing normally that just you're, the repetitive movements of certain things, it corrects those things and helps you to live pain-free and better and just healthy instead of, you know, we're on our cell phones, we're on our in driving, we're on computers, so we're always hunched over, and that causes a lot of issues. Well, you know what my favorite saying around the studio is. We I, don't come with a owner's manual. Nobody's <laughs> taught us which are the correct muscles to use to do specific movements. Yeah. And most people rely on muscles that aren't the first choice for correct use. Yes. They make them the first choice shrug because your they're shoulders. easiest. Yeah, shrugging shrug your, your shoulders, shoulders mm-hmm. is the biggest, biggest one. And everybody does it. Even even we do it. You know, mm-hmm. because it's it for some reason when you have to engage something that your body's like, nope, I don't want to do that. It goes right to the shoulders, and you're squeezing up into the neck, which is the last thing you should be doing. But I mean, it's just what we do. And that's where everybody gets stress headaches. Uh-huh. They have all those pains across their shoulders and up their neck. Migraines galore. Yeah. Um, that muscle is the trapezius muscle, as we all know. And I have nicknamed it the turtle muscle because <laughs> everybody looks like a little turtle with their shoulders up around their ears and their heads stuck inside their shell. Yeah. And we need to learn which are the proper muscles to do all of our movements because we've never been taught that. And it's nobody's fault because our parents weren't taught that. It's not something that they teach in school anymore, unfortunately, either. I wish they would do some extra work with the young ones to teach them how to use their bodies better and differently because that's where all of our problems emanate. Um, I'm, I'm really nervous about what's going to happen to the neck and shoulders of this generation, yeah. of all of us who are on our cell phones constantly with our head bowed down and our neck getting stuck in that position. For just yeah. the next generation, it's all going to be hunchback. Yes, and that's scary. That's sad. We don't need to be that way. It'll be we the could, evolution. That's not an evolution. That's a de- <laughs> de-evolution as far as I'm concerned. We're going backwards, not forward. Yeah. Um, I know, like, I was just thinking when you were talking about that, about like body awareness, because a lot of times I'll get clients that just there's zero awareness of what their body does or how like the spatial awareness of their body. And I think Pilates really, especially the reformer, because you kind of have to be more aware of where you are in space. You know, when you're doing foot and, you know, feet and straps, your body, your feet are in space. You know, so you're right you there in be, front of your they're eyes, right there in front of you. <laughs> but, you know, it's sometimes difficult when you're doing, you know, like deadlifts or squats or the tendency is to lean forward in a squat onto the toes where really you want to be leaning back like you're in a sitting position or when you're doing deadlifts, people engage their lower back when that's, you know, that causes injury or just, you know, awareness period of your body and what muscles to engage. And I think you know, when you have a teacher there teaching you Pilates, they're telling you, you know, where your pelvic floor is and, you know, how to engage these certain muscles and how to breathe because breath is so important. That's why I like to remind 
everybody in our studio that we're teachers, not just my staff, but I want the clients to understand that people who teach Pilates are teachers. They don't just stand there and instruct and say, do I this. chit chat. No, no chit chat whatsoever. <laughs> you know better than that. <laughs> Maybe I should come watch your class. No, no, please don't do that. <laughs> or take your class one more time. You take my class. Uh, you like my class. I do. I do love your class. You're a great teacher. You really are. But uh, learning your body is probably one of the highest benefits of Pilates because you can't really get a good workout in Pilates without concentrating your mind into the awareness of your body, mm-hmm. understanding why your legs are doing a certain thing with your feet in a certain position, or why the muscles feel differently when you do an external rotation with your feet right. and your knees and your hips. Or if you're pointing the toes or flexing the feet. Exactly. Or, you know, whatever, if you're in swan and how you're extending and not just bending the back because you're not one, you don't want to crank into the spine, you want to elongate the spine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And when people start to realize through Pilates that there are so many muscles to be engaged to assist the big muscle that they've only been using to make a movement so much easier it's like a light bulb goes off yeah it's it's that's very rewarding for me to watch the look on a person's face when I remind them to engage their core engage their pelvic floor when they lengthen or pull their legs and they realize, oh wow, that was easier because there's more muscles doing the job. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Light bulb. There it is. Yeah, I, I I've seen so many changes just in myself. I'm so grateful that I actually walked into your studio. And one we're day. grateful to have you as a client and Thank a teacher. You. Thank you. Um, tell me what what is your ideal client? Uh, that's a tough one. I really put you on the oh, spot. Oh, you with sure this one did. Too. My ideal client is someone who wants to know their body, wants to feel good, wants to be flexible, and is willing to put the work in. Okay. I like that. Doesn't have to be young or old. Doesn't have to be... In fact, the the less fit you are when you come in, the more fun it is for us teachers to watch you change. <laughs> I do love to see that, too. You know, um, like short spine is a very difficult move for a lot of people. And what is that? What is short spine? Yeah, what is short spine? It's a thing. It's a thing. It's you a mean thing. that thing where you get your you feet up in the head? And your feet are in the air, and uh-huh. you're tucking into a little ball, and then you, yeah. It's, and you're rolling down, and yeah. why do you do that? Because you're articulating the spine. There you go. That's what yes. it's all about, is stretching spine that spine. articulation is mm-hmm. very difficult for a lot of people. One, but forward rounded shoulders, two, because one of the, I guess, philosophies of Pilates is that you get movement in all planes. So you want to do a twist, you want to do forward movement, you want to do back move, you know, uh, flexion, flexion and extension. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're trying to move in all planes. So when you're doing in daily life, what do we do? We walk forward, we sit forward, we face forward. How often do you, you know, you ever sit in your desk and just 
turn your spine side to side. Nobody does that. Never. No. Usually when somebody's trying to get something out of the back seat of the car, yeah. it's just the <laughs> arm going back there, kind of groping around for something instead of turning the entire torso and looking for whatever it is you're after. Right. And then you pull something, and then you come to us and say, oh, I hurt my shoulder because I was doing this, you know. So we teach you how to do it properly. But even we hurt ourselves. I know, I know. I literally, I walked into the bathroom yesterday, and I went to close the door and turned around. And I was like, oh, and, <laughs> yeah. and I tweaked my back. Ow. Oh, yeah. Just because so we're Pilates so teachers funny. doesn't mean we're immune from having injuries and things yes, like that. Yes, we are. Well, I tripped over the dog the other night, and my <laughs> knee's pre- hurting pretty badly right now. <laughs> Well, that's great because, you know, that's all a part of life and just what we do. But that's why we do what we do so that if you trip over your dog, you don't fall and hurt yourself exactly. and not be able to get back exactly. up. Exactly. I have not had any negative repercussions except the little soreness. I broke nothing because when I fell, I knew how to fall. Yeah. And everything was in good shape and I didn't pull anything because everything's in good shape. So. Okay, so now that I'm not on the spot. Oh, okay. You're going to do it to me again. No, I'm not. (laughs) No. Now that I'm not on the spot, the one client that I want to talk about is my dad. Oh, okay. Because you know you trained my dad. Um, My dad had a knee replacement. His first knee replacement was horrific. He was in a lot, 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 lot of pain for a long, long time. He went through rehab on his knee. He did his left knee first. Um, Went through rehab, still was in a lot of pain. Then he started training with me, so he was working out with me first and gained a lot of muscle back. And I remember the first time he could actually step up the stairs without using the handrail. He was so excited about it. I'm pleased, I'll bet. Oh, my gosh. But he hopped up and down those stairs to my mom. Mary, Mary, come over here. Look at this. Look at this. So excited that he could walk up and down the stairs without. And he hadn't been able to do that in probably 30 years Mm -hmm. because his knees had been so bad and the cartilage was totally gone. But point of that whole story was that he needed the other one replaced. And before, before he did that, I made him come to you. I didn't make him. I asked him. She drug him by the ear. I did. I (laughs) drug him by the ear and pulled a bit. I was like, no. I was like, Dad, you really need to do this. Just try it. If it doesn't work, okay, so what? Who cares? So he came in, and you worked with him, I think, for three months. Uh, Three or four months. Three or four months. Twice a week, half hour. Twice a week for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I kid you not. His other knee surgery was a breeze, which I actually hear a lot. The second one is a lot easier, but he had no issues with it. I mean, was up walking the same day, which they do anyway, but he was totally fine. His without recovery, pain. Without pain. His recovery was just like that. And if he would have done that with his first knee replacement, it would have been a whole different story. It's great for pre-operative care and post-operative care. Exactly. So the reason he had such success is because all the ancillary muscles around there were in good shape. Exactly. And they were able to handle the things that were being asked of them when he was doing his physical therapy and when he was walking for the first and second time yeah. right out of the surgery. And I think he just liked coming because he liked chatting with you. So. <laughs> oh, I don't like to talk. 
<laughs> me neither. Me neither. No. I mean, my name isn't Gabby or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly <laughs> named. Uh-huh. But so that was that. Yeah, I know. Boy, mm-hmm. did they that they really not think that one through. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was my story. Because I couldn't think of it on the spot, and now I thought of it. But good, good. Anyway, so I'm glad you shared that because he did very, very well, and he worked himself up, if you remember, to working out full hour. Oh yeah. When you were working with him, and you know now mm-hmm. he actually does silver sneakers four days a week. Wow, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, and he looks at the other old folks in the class is what he calls them, which is funny to me. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, so and so did this, and he was he's so proud of himself because he does. I hope he never listens to this. He'll be really mad at me. <laughs> he does like his little dance moves, and he shows me all of his exercises that he does in silver sneakers. It's really cute. And the neat part about that is, as people uh, age, and they're staying in this good health and they're able to move, and they are flexible. The cutest thing I hear all the time is, well, those old people over there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you're probably looking at someone that might be even older than those old people over there. Yeah, his his favorite story is the gentleman in his class, the older gentleman in his class, who – Oh, he can't. He can't do anything. Oh, what's with this? What's with this old man? And then he found out the guy was ninety-two years old. <laughs> well, so. you know that picture we have in our studio of the two ladies standing side by side. Uh, no. Okay, that one. La- the one lady <laughs> is on oxygen. She's all hunched over. She's got a walker. She has somebody helping her walk down a hallway, and right next to her is a lady that's very vibrant. She's got this swimsuit on. She's jumping into a pool. You can see she's enjoying life and having a good time. And the caption underneath the pictures reads, these two women are the same age. Which one do you want to be? Yeah. There you have it. Yeah. But you don't have to start when you're 70. You could, If you start, I mean, I started at 30. It doesn't matter when yeah. you start. No. You have to move. Even if I had a lady come into my studio one time on her 80th birthday. And it was the first time she'd ever done any type of exercise. It's never too late. No. Never. I had a, in my class this morning, one of the clients had was getting some cramps. And, you know, she's like, oh, this sucks. And I said, you know, everybody starts somewhere. And she said, that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's positive. Yes. Good thought. It certainly is. Think, but. Anyway, Chris, thank you so much for coming on my show. I it's really been a pleasure talk, talking with you, and I do always enjoy talking with you. And I'm glad you could share your history with bowling that you know I'm so naive to. Because <laughs> well, bowling's been a, a major part of my life, and I'm very blessed and grateful for everything it gave me, and it just segued me into the next part of my my career path. Right, exactly. So thank you for coming on, and I hope you all enjoyed hearing her fun stories about life (laughs) thank you gabby bye-bye thank you i'll have more information about pilates tempe in the show notes so if you have any questions about pilates or if you want to learn more about pilates tempe or if you just want to try pilates i'll have the website uh in the show notes so you can check that out so thanks so much for listening guys and we'll see you next week Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People, with me, your host, 
Gabby Mazar. If you would like any more information on what we talked about today, you can find it in the show notes or you can find it on my website, www.healthybodyworksaz.com. Please leave us a review if you like what you hear or subscribe to our channel on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to. Join us next week to hear more stories about people just like you.